Hello, everyone. Here on this Benvinga pre-Halloween crypto spaces. I believe we are gathering our forces and we will begin post-haste. Please thank you for joining us and hanging with us. We will be with you soon. Did you all know that it's, that it's crypto-ween? I'm live. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Jose? All good. All good. Breaking news, you know. The crypto ween thing's breaking news? What are we talking about? You're cutting a bit. Hey, let, let me know what's more about this crypto ween story you're working on. Well, okay. <laughs> Basically, I just started doing a roundup of Halloween stories. Last year, we had some cool stuff to go over, like uh, did... Um, George C. Romero's son did a graphic novel to continue the the the, uh, the Night of the Living Dead uh, story, for example. We, we we had a couple of cool ones. Sneaky Vampire Syndicate did something. This year, um, we've got Paris Hilton working with Sandbox, declaring it crypto ween, and she is going to be the uh, goodwill ambassador from um, the metaverse by way of Sandbox to uh, kind of have a little party and, and, and give out some prizes for Metaverse attendees. Are you attending? Um, <laughs> maybe I will now since I'm writing about it and everything. It's, uh, I mean, it's cool. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know that anybody looks good rendered in, in, uh, in Roblox, uh, you know, Roblox language, essentially. Like, they've got to use their own engine when you're, when you're designing for Roblox. But um, hey, I don't know. It looks like a party, sure. If if you're uh, if you're into metaverse and, and you guys want to attend and pick up some perks, I think this is probably a way to do it. Yeah, you should attend. Now you have to do the the in live editorial coverage. You know. Yeah, that's true. I I, sh I should create a blocky version, of, a blockier version of myself, and go in and and Maybe. check it out. Maybe you can get. Like uh, some cool YouTube charts, you know. <laughs> so anyone who wants to speak up, just request mic. We will grant one by one. How can I invite my friends here? Checking. Justin, do you have anyone to invite? Do I have other people to invite? Be... Yeah, sure. I can go ahead and share the link. Hey, um. Uh, you know, one of one of the advantages of uh, of being a uh, reporter is is that you get uh, studies out out early, right? You get the people send them to you in your e in your inbox. So uh, I I got a study from CandyStore.com defining the most popular candies for this year. Guess what the most popular candy is this year? Yeah, what's that? Do, do you know? Do you, are you going to take? Are you going to take an educated uh, uh, guess, Jero? Uh, um, Come on, it's a good one. Eminem. Eminem. Nope. Nope. That's number three. Here, any, Skittles. Skittles is number two. You're actually extraordinarily good at this. Um, Reese's peanut butter cups, man. Oh no, I wouldn't guess that one. You like you like peanut butter. Uh, on my hummus. Hmm. 
Well, I, 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 think, I think they're fantastic. But we're going to talk a little bit today just about uh, future of crypto in general, the, the future of crypto show coming up, and a little bit about, like, hopefully what you can pick up in, in your uh, in your digital uh, sack with, with your digital Halloween, uh, you know, parambulings and, and, and uh, gathering of loot. Yeah. And... You know what? What? Why don't we check some news? What's going on? Maybe we can make some comments. I'm sorry. You have to come. What did you say again? Maybe we can make, see what's going on in the space. Get some comments. Invite some guests. Get some insights about it. How do you feel about that? Okay, that's cool. I mean, like, let let anyone who wants to grab also. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Go ahead. Sorry, man. No, I mean that anyone would want to request Mike, you're welcomed. Justin, let me introduce you, Luke. He's a great guy. He's from Finanflix, a contributor company that works with Benzinga. Uh, good. We're about to see what's going on today. Do you have any news to share? Something interesting to comment? Mm, let me think. Um, maybe we can talk about the OFAC-related uh, blocks of, of Ethereum that they are complained like 53% now. So that's, that's news. What, what's going on? What happened? In the later days, Ethereum network became more centralized because, sorry, I'm in the street. Um, because um, the OFAC now, uh, all the blocks are now with the OFAC law. So if I'm going to like enter Tornado Cash, or another similar DAP, I can, because my transaction will not pass. Okay, I think Justin has some connection issues. And uh, where you heard about this? Let's check. Do you have any source? Yeah, uh, you can check it in the MIB web. Uh, let me... Let me give you the link in one second. Okay. Hey there. Sorry. You're back? Yeah, I'm back. Oh. I don't know what happened. I love Twitter spaces, but the interface gets a little kludgy sometimes. Like, if you get off the wrong screen, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old and I have no idea how to get back on. Yeah, yeah, it's working a bit. Um, it's cutting itself a bit. Yo, so, Luke, you there now? Hello? Just let me tell you a bit what Luke was talking about. He was saying that in the last uh, week, there was an announcement in Ethereum that it, like made the network a bit more centralized. He was about to share some sources about it. Uh, have you listened to that? 
Uh, they've got some special uh, features going on. But what I thought was really cool is uh, Rary announcing, or the Rarible token, Rarible announcing its uh, governance token, an incentive token for people who are participating on both the buying and the selling side. So they're moving much toward being an actual uh, DAO and, and, you know, distributing this token as an incentive, essentially, for people who participate. I think that's actually kind of a kind of big news. Nice. Nice. There's going to be another update for Ethereum next year. Yeah. yeah, I heard it in uh, Shanghai, right? What's that? The Shanghai Shanghai update for Ethereum. It will be next year, I think. (laughs) Hi, sorry. I was... uh, (laughs) Recently coming home, so in the elevator I have no signal. So sorry, I didn't listen to anything. No worries, we all got connected. It's Twitter. Elon must must, must take over soon. <laughs> I, I I recently sent you by DM the. The web, the MemWatch info that you can share it with the group. You can see uh, like a bar graphic that they show you all the blocks that are mined with the OFAC law. Oh, I think I was muted. Today I heard that yesterday there was like a Bitcoin mine uh, that took. Um, a Bitcoin block, sorry, that took 85 minutes to mine. There was like a super congestion there. Have you listened yeah. to that? Yeah, I, I hear about that, but um, only for a surface. I don't do did much research about this. Um, sorry. <laughs> I was so no, focused on... I'll give you an, uh, a review on the recent problems of Ethereum. That, uh, that it's only my one con- one con- pers- uh, concern right now. Hey, and, and and what what are you working on lately? Like, what what tell tell the world what what's your area of expertise? Because I know you're like deeply uh, connected with the Def- DeFi space, and um, also like. Giving classes, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm giving. I I did my first uh, course of Defi in Financeflix. So it's like two classes a week. So it's like a boot camp. So it's very intensive and mm-hmm. take uh, a lot of effort to compile uh, a lot of information that we. We happen every minute, a new information, a new topic. So the challenge is to compact everything in a class of 45 minutes. So, so that, and, that and my research of Ethereum, they take all of my time. So I didn't see much news lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so in, in DeFi, what, what's going on in the space, the DeFi space? Uh, it, it's like a bit 
left in a second place, right? Several projects went to zero. Like I go to my trust wallet and maybe I can't even exchange some of the tokens, you know? Like what, what's going on in this space right now? And which projects you see that still working and still have a community, you know, active? It, it, it's it's a real problem in the bear market because uh, the DeFi projects are the most damaged one because uh, the TBL they are not so big, so it's a got so a very big soul. Um, projects that are still building are besides Uniswap that is the major one, the, the perfect blue chip. Uh, in my opinion, the the DeFi in Polkadot it's growing on a great pace, even for a bear market. There are a lot of dev coming in the space and and trying to make it better. Uh, for so, instance, so you're, you're bullish on dots. What? You're bullish on dots. Not not, yeah. not not related to the price, but like bullish on the project. You know, you know, like you believe in the project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so much. Uh, Polkadot and and Cadena are the my main project right now. Cadena is is building DeFi from this from the ground up. So it's like they have only two projects, but they are a nice community too. There are a lot of people trying to to make good things. Nice, nice. And like, how, what do you think of like how the the bear market affects like the DeFi function of staking and you know like uh, awaiting for certain results that maybe are difficult to obtain given the, the context, you know, of the bear market. Um, yeah. Do you know how companies are solving this matter or at least, like, what, what efforts are being made in this sense? Yeah. Um, just, just today I read the news that they, they say that the, the tokenomics from the summer of DeFi 2020, they are like, like ponzi's because... The the form of giving tokens by chain farming or or staking they can uh, be for much longer because we create inflation we create uh, problems for the long run uh, they are not yeah. for a lifetime so they are trying to make a, a new model and the in this paper. They are trying to to recreate like uh or which which project are we talking about now? Like which team? It's not from the team. It's like from a researcher. Okay, definitely. the community. Yeah, okay, yeah, the community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they uh, they they put in a, an example of Pancake Swap that he went mm -hmm. like for thirty five bucks and now it's only worth four, I think. Um, well, I, I was a pancake swap investor, as many, uh, you know, it, it was a funny ride. It was a funny ride. Yeah, me too. Me too. From the ground up to the sky and, and then to the ground up <laughs> again. Yeah, but, Justin, yeah. Are, you, are you there? You, you can mute yourself and add your 
your bit of knowledge that I know you have. Alicia, also feel free. Our listener, Fab, also, you're invited to speak. Hey, Luke, what, what, where's the rest of your team? Invite them to, to space. Um, I will try to do that. Wait, wait a minute. Have you guys been following osmosis? Uh, Moses, the the one and only, or well, os osmosis, yeah, the uh, you know the uh, cosmos uh, based uh, Uniswap. Oh no, no, I, I don't know. I think that they're real interesting. I, mean, I spent part of last week talking to Cosmos, and you kind of walk away thinking to yourself, why isn't every project a little bit more like this? Like, uh, I love Polygon, and Polygon tells a great story about um, a, an inter a uh, multi-chain future, which clearly is going to happen when it comes to DeFi. But um, then when you talk to Cosmos, it's kind of like they've just taken it a step further. They're talking more about a universe of dedicated and inter interconnected chains. And what's kind of cool is that the decentralization is really baked into the overall project. So it's still, I mean, like during the bull run, not for nothing, but we, we gave up a lot of that sense of decentralization while we were taking, you know, all that sweet money from credit Suisse and so forth. So it's yeah. kind of cool to see projects that are really focused on the decentralization come back to the fore. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, and it's not like, Uh, random the timing you know there's like in, on the in the entire phase like a few issues being addressed around centralization on, on big tokens like binance for example that they are they want to uh, to get back a transaction you know they made a hard for a hard fork recently and uh -huh. they, like a lot of projects are being questioned about centralization and I think that's a big issue to differentiate like a project from um, like fake decentralization, you know, like DeFi that actually is super centralized. Yeah, I, I agree on that matter, totally. I have a question for you. That like you say, like Osmos is is really decentralized, and he combines another blockchain. Uh, like it's like Polkadot, right? Uh huh. What's the the main difference? I think But, that's one for you, Justin. Oh yes, yeah. I, I think essentially, uh, yeah. They well, they have their own dedicated blockchain. But they've got kind of a hug, hub and spoke system going on, sort of like Polygon does, except instead of having everything tie back into the EVM, everything ties back into their central node, which provides uh, layers of security and KYC and all the uh, uh, optimization, all the other utilities that they need. What What's kind of cool about um, the Cosmos structure is that instead of like, connecting to something like Ethereum where you're kind of getting it all, you're getting, you know, um, World, World War III level security and, and uh, everything else that goes along with it, and you're paying for it all. When with Cosmos, you have a lot more ability as uh, 
one of these individual or project specific chains to just pick out the elements that you need and pay for those. So, I mean, like it's still centralized. Uh, it is uh, more centralized in terms of its government uh, governance. That's true. Uh, Cosmos isn't though. Um, and it's it like, uh, is to the point where like the very active members of their community or very active chains within the Cosmos ecosystem are in a sense, part of the overall thing, like more so than other chains, more so than, you know, like they're kind of living up to what other people actually say about DAOs for the most part. Although you're right right now, I think it would be hard to run something like osmosis without it being somewhat centralized. Yeah, that's so true. The decentralization in the, the purest way doesn't exist. There is no technology right now that we can achieve real decentralization. It's always um, um, even a little bit of decentralization, like Osmos, you say, uh, one node that's whole all, um, in Polkadot, they are using proof of stake. So always is a little bit of this centralization in every project. Cool. So also, what yeah, projects are you bullets on? Yeah, go ahead. That you mentioned um, Polygon, Matic. I know Luke and all his team. They, I think, they are in touch with with the team members of that project, and they are like super bullish on it, right, Luke? Yeah. I'm right. Want to tell us a bit more about that? Uh, yeah, I don't know that. That we are close to to our team member, but uh, we talk a lot in in a in a, in a few times. Um, Polka is a great project, uh, even now with his new updates of zero knowledge proof. I'm not but, talking about Polka. I'm talking about Matic. Yeah, yeah. You, you were early, early birds, right? You were early birds to that project, right? Uh, right. Um, I didn't invest in in Polygon in that time because I, I I saw something that I didn't like in in, in my research, but my, my team members did so I'm happy for them. Um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't like much the L's two because they are not so secure. Uh, that's a, a issue, an issue that needs to resolve. Um, I don't know how, but in the future, uh, it's going to slow down the, the process of uh, looking for the world, sorry, for a mass adoption, because oh. yeah, the like most... Growing at scale. Yeah, the, the, the most uh, hacks and the more uh, biggest hacks are in L2 right now, because the security is so low. Only a multi sig or a, even that, <laughs> only a wallet. So, so they are so easy to to exploit. Cool. And okay, so you were talking about Matic, uh, Polkadot, any Cadena, um, any other product that you you would like to highlight as Justin asked before. Yeah, let me think. Uh, I didn't prepare for this this space. Uh, no, no, I'll just keep chatting. 
I'll throw, okay, out, a, throw but, out a fun fact for you. Take, take, a, take a guess at what the most used chain is right now on a daily basis. Um, uh, Uniswap. Um, okay. At, at wax. Wax is wax. apparently kill, killing it because of all that GameFi traffic, particularly coming off Alien Worlds. Hey, man. Game, 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 <laughs> game fight. It's, it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. Like, oh, heck yeah. I, I, I'm waiting for, like, you know, all these metaverse projects, when, when they will have to compete with Grand Theft Auto metaverse or The Sims metaverse, I don't know how they will win it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 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 Like, I, I, uh, I love talking to GameFi Project for exactly that reason. It's been something I've been doing over the past few months. Uh, talked to Alien World, Splinterlands, Cosmic Champs, and Guild of Guardians, which just raised $40 million. I try to talk to games that have, um, you know, currently alpha or, or beta uh, test games, so they actually have something going on. But, like... It's it's undeniable. You've got over a billion that uh, in capital investment that's poured into the space at the beginning of, of uh, 2022. Eventually, someone's going to get it right and give us an actual AAA game, right? Oh, I'm really waiting for that. <laughs> I hope that too. Uh, but we, we need more more power for computers and more power for servers to run a a decentralized uh, CTA. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right now, they all use AWS servers, the same as every other game. But I'm 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 a dev for an MMO, so I like to talk to them about about their uh, about their game engine and how they're doing their developments. That's a question I always ask because yeah, that's a nice thought, but like as it is right now, you're not going to get a major title like uh, Grand Theft Auto <laughs> or um, you know uh, a networked uh, Battlefront or something. Um, yeah. You know, running running on purely on blockchain, and there's kind of no reason to. It's it's more like, you know, I feel like at least people from the gaming world have gotten into GameFi. When I interviewed these projects yeah, but, a year ago, it just they knew the tokenomics, but nothing about games. Yeah, but I, I don't know if the game itself, like I, we don't need to uh, blockchain like every movement of the character, but the items in the store, you know, the access of the characters, the skins, that, yes, can be blockchainized without requiring a super amount of, uh, of um, you mean, server power. No, I, I, also, um, you need a lot of money just for moving like one item at a time because if you pay for every transaction on the blockchain for your game it's not uh, not rentable you need to only pay for when you buy an item or when you receive an item uh, you you don't you don't put every part of your game in the blockchain the, the blockchain is not built for that uh, the there is no room for that. There's no storage space. Like you understand me? Like I'm trying to yeah, yeah. say. Yeah, makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Like you overloading. Don't need that level of security. 
you need for the tokenomics section. But but here's the thing: whether whether you're talking about GameFi or whether you're talking about DeFi, I wonder. I mean, through 2021, we saw the super hype cycle going on with like big bonuses for staking, big bonuses for getting in early. Um, you know, are we looking at a more sober year in 2022? Are people going to look more favorably upon smaller returns? And can you hype an audience on smaller returns? Yeah, I think that we are currently living in a post-COVID war. Like the economy is so bad in every country. I'm from Argentina, so my country, everything is bad all the time. So it's not a good example. But in every country has start to build up more inflation. So um, for an investor in the beer market, I know I'm going to to look for 100 IPI. I'm going to look for a 10, 12 easy IPI, a real API yeah, that can it's, stand it's, from time. It's interesting because if a country has inflation, like actually that should make like the logic would indicate that the crypto price would like go up because the power of that, that specific currencies is being lost. But it, that's not how things end up working. You know, it's it's funny. You know, it's so interesting how the markets react because um, if you have high inflation, the rates are higher. Yeah. But we are experiencing lower rates due to high inflation and other currencies. So it's interesting, right, to analyze. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm trying to to talk about. Um, I, I'm not good for free economy. I only I'm from from so I'm from of DeFi and, and crypto war. So Asian economy like bore me a lot. So, so <laughs> in, in my opinion, it's only my opinion, the events that are happening around the world are are like scurrying or maybe trying to create panic in, in the people that they don't invest a lot or they're trying to yeah, yeah, make yeah. a a more peaceful profile, no, no, not that, not so. Aggressive. Yeah, they, they suddenly, they, they suddenly start thinking about hedging their investments and like get it back a bit, you know, of the of the baskets going to more of why they believe to be secure holdings, right? Because I don't know what's yeah. a secure holding nowadays. Yeah, that's the problem. There is there is no secure holding. You you don't uh, hold gold. You don't hold paper money. You don't hold Bitcoin. What 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 are you going to hold? So well, I, I, I think well, I I would hold Bitcoin. You know. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Bitcoin forever. No? But if we are going to to look back, if you buy Bitcoin in the last in the last uh, all time high, you are now <laughs> a pretty bang up. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it happened a lot because always like the, the all-time high corresponds to periods of time where the interest is super high too, you know? So like from retail investors, I think that 
they they what like the more the price is on an uptrend, like more people are going to enter, you know. So it's super common for people to enter at the all-time high, and it's a pity. It happens a lot. Um, also, it's like I I know of several cases that perhaps it's even dangerous if you buy before of the all-time high, because let's say you are buying in the middle of the trend. Like you put your money, you're new, you're into like for quick rates, like you you don't know nothing about yeah. fundamentals, you know, <laughs> and you put your money and in two, three months, it's duplicated. So you just put all your savings. You and then all. You put, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So no stop loss, you know, no, no, nothing. No, nothing. Uh, yeah. And that, that, that hurts. But, like, in the end, I believe that there's something healthy around bubbles. Like, uh, it's a pity when people lose money unnecessarily. But I, I feel like funding several projects, like, creates the basis of the network that will sustain Web3 in the next decade, you know? So it's like when when there's a lot of money there's investments interests and well always there's always people going to lose you know but i think that we have to leverage on on what we learned and now i think the the market is much more experienced than have learned a lot in the last year and a half or two years you know yeah but i think that too sorry no, I'm I'm just agreeing. You go ahead. No, no, me, me too. I only want to say that in in the bull market when you enter and you are so happy because you doubled your gains in like let's say one, one week and you right. bet all and you lose all. You, you learn from the, that experience and and become become more aware of the of the importance of studying projects of uh, building up a real solid portfolio um it's like you're paying the first ticket to to a better life of of, right. of that that's my understanding right but i wonder if people are going to be willing to get i mean well i i should assume people will be willing to get carried away again as soon as we have a bull run again But, you know, I, I wonder if there's any space for a more realistic level of games that's more sustainable. Uh, you know, one of the most uh, interesting takes I heard uh, on, the, uh, on the Terra Network crash was from Billy K. Billy Kennenberg, I think his name is. Sorry, my dog's barking in the background. Who, uh, you know, is one of the founders, sort of, of Cosmos. And from his point of view... It's not that Terra Network was, you know, and intended any malfeasance or was or was careless as far as he's concerned. They just had the numbers wrong. To him, he's like, no, that's still a great use case. It's just that they had the wrong numbers around it. But you know, if you can make thirteen and a half percent off of investing in the S and P five hundred, then flipping over your gains and reinvesting. And that's, you know, a sustainable and proven way to, to aggressively build wealth. You know, what are crypto projects, what are DeFi hedge funds and so forth going to do 
without offering the 20% incentives on staking? Will they be able to find the same kind of audience? Uh, I think they will find like the less audience, but more experienced audience. Um, you, you mentioned the, the case of, of the stablecoin UST, and I don't know if you do that, the, don't know that, but um, what was the name of the project that all, all are staking their money? Um, I, I, I lost it, sorry. Um, I forgot the name of the DAP that all, all they use in Terra Luna. Uh, Anchor, right? That's that's the one. Anchor original, the the APY was two percent for a sustainable way, no? For in the long yeah. term. But uh, Duke One say that uh, they needed to boost the APY for <laughs> creating more uh, more more people to come. So and they just pay that printing more and using like the money of the newcomers, right? Yeah, that's right. And Oslo... Cositorto. Uh, yeah, like Cositorto. They... Just in Oslo. here, you don't know, in Argentina, there was a guy uh, this year that made like a Ponzi scheme that it's estimated to be more than 120 million. And the entire, like, it's like an entire network uh, in all uh, Latin America. Huge, with a token that was, uh, that was um, in coin market cap, everything. The, the token was a honeypot. You can, you, you buy it and you, you don't have the ability to sell it. No. Terrible. Ponzi yeah. schemes are, are 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 the worst for the for the for the community, you know, because they they frighten newcomers, the people that are inexperienced, they get into Ponzi's and then they don't get back to the industry, you know, like they start with the wrong fit. It's about the impression. You you're a newcomer and you enter with a lot of hope in a, a, a DeFi project is like, I don't know, uh, a banana and you stake bananas in, and you think you're going to be millionaire of, of that only investing like $100 and in a day or two you have $10,000, you don't have, you don't know how to, what to do with that and you keep doing that <laughs> until the yeah the right ball comes. Something terrible about Ponzi schemes is that they, they tend to to relate like entire communities, you know? Like maybe someone it's an experience and they bring their own, all, all their family members. So suddenly when when these projects like fail or these scams they, they like they collapse maybe entire family savings are there, not like the people you, you would support on when you have a problem, they are also with the problem, you know? So that, that's something terrible about this, like social schemes. Yeah, you, you're so right about that. Um, when Terrena fell, when UCD 
lost the peg. A close friend of mine, he was working for a company and, and a startup, but not, nothing big, but they are, they was building a, an app. So they, they are paying all the developers with UST. And from the treasury of the, the startup, they put all the money of the startup in Anchor. So when Anchor fell, the company fell, my friend lost his job, his savings for like uh, two years, because in the company they say that it's better to put your salary on Anchor because it generates interest. So people so, working at Anchor, uh, like they had their own money on the company? No, 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 for Anchor. A, a, a friend of mine uh, was working in, in a startup in, acá in, acá in Argentine, and in this company, they, they say that the salary of, of every okay, developer... Okay, 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 okay. So, yeah, they should be held responsible if they're, like, making that financial decision for their employees, you know? Yeah. So they, they lost his job, his money, his life savings. And, and that's what are you saying. The, 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 this affects all of us, not only an investor. My, my friend uh, doesn't know about crypto, doesn't care. He, he likes programming at the mall. And they told him in, in his work that do that and you are going to make money. And he did. And he lost all. And every Poor uh, God. Yeah. Poor guy. Well, I think that it's crucial to, to be, to keep educating ourselves, you know, and keep learning. Sorry, that's my dog. Uh, keep learning. And that's why I think we should all the time keep studying and attending events. Right. You know, we're going to hold one event in New York, 7 of December. Uh, you're all invited. And Justin... Yeah. You back? Um, yeah, no, I, I think what's really cool about this event, first of all, I like the focus that it's the future of crypto because, you know, despite the fact that all the pundits are saying that this is a time to build and get better, it actually seems to be true. And if you look at a lot of what a lot of networks are doing, there are a lot of network improvements going on. There are a lot of people trying to up their game in order to be among the uh, the projects that come out of this. And I think the same thing stands true in the NFT world. I mean, and so part of what's cool about this is one, the angle of optimism and covering the kind of the whole Web3 universe. And the fact that in doing that, it's kind of balanced between some major NFT projects as well as uh, some major layer ones and layer twos and other major projects in, uh, in blockchain. I think it's definitely going to be a good time. And right now, tickets are still super cheap. Alyssa should come on and say something about the state of PFPs right now because that's like not my area. I don't really follow the, those projects too closely, but I have a feeling Alyssa likes them. <laughs> Alicia, right there. She's here. She's just listener right now. 
Yeah, I've been I've been watching the earnings reports and all that, working behind the scenes. But um, you're you're asking about the PFPs right now? Yep. Or the generative projects, you know? Like, I always talk to one-ofs and people who are doing fundraising, so I don't know anything about the larger projects. You can talk about who's going to come to the show, because I know we have exciting news in that way. Oh, yeah. You mean uh, how we have um, Board Ape Yuga Labs co-founder popping into our event? <laughs> this is the first time he's uh, actually been to, like, an in-real-life event like ours. Cool. And nice. it's pretty cool. Um, but like the PFPs, um, I've yeah, no, it's been rough and I think like it's definitely slowed down a lot. Um, but there are still like some projects. Um, well most more like the projects that have like been out for a while. You can still see those and like those projects are still building and all that. So like it's bullish in that sense but new projects no i don't really see as many and like like they i don't know i notice like maybe a few each month versus like <laughs> like a full like several handfuls every week how it used to be you know well it, it's understandable right i know like and I think it's it's healthy too, you know. There 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 are moments to to like to harvest, moments to plant seeds, you know. Yeah, to, uh, now is a moment to plant seeds and prepare for the future, for study, for keeping things keeping things more more real, no? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. I don't know why Justin is getting being exited from space. The way people collect, like the the generative projects, uh, Alyssa, because there's always been like a collector's element to it. And speaking as someone who's been doing IRL, like trading card and action figure and minifigs and, and every other nerdy pursuit possible, going back to like 1976, <laughs> like how how is how is it going to you think that there's going to be like a different collector's culture around it with all that money pumped into it i think it's possible like i i don't know i can't really actually speak on like what would actually happen but in my opinion like i can see collectors getting down with it because we've talked to a few guests on the roadmap the the benzinga's nft show right and uh, a lot of them are collectors. Like they mentioned, how they they're physical collectors, like with the baseball cards and all that, and just the whole digital thing is just a whole another can of worms, like open sure. for them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's I can see it, and like the new generation, maybe they don't care as much about the physical, and they care more about the digital, like. I'm like I'm going off like my little brother right now. He's like six, but he spends a lot of time on Roblox. And I know people care about like the skins and games, and I think they like to collect it. And I kind of link NFTs to that a lot. And people spend a lot of money on that stuff. Yeah. Also, I think that all the collectible side is like huge booster for the for the industry. But I'm waiting for NFTs to reach like Airbnb or. Mm -hmm. You know, your car, you know, like 
you have the NFT, you can enter the uh, department. You don't have the NFT, you can't, like smart contracts. Like, I'm waiting for that industry, you know, for the NFTs. Like, I'm what, super excited about that. How do you feel about soulbound tokens? What? Sorry, again? Soulbound tokens, as described by uh, Vitalik Buterin in his co-written, uh, his co-written white paper from three months ago. Can, can you tell me more about that? Oh, uh, the idea that you have essentially one non-fungible token that represents you and your identity that's used to monitor and encourage positive behavior in communities. The first no, people to I'm do not, it... No, are, I don't like that. No, not at all. You don't, you don't want to be tracked forever and have your entire life be on a single token? No. No, thanks. I have my Is that bad? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, like social ranking systems? China has one already. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's... No, no, I'm not. Let's see, we have a new speaker, Reader Rhyme. Hey, Hello. hey, guys. Yeah, um, I'd like to chime in. Um, I see some, you know, advantages, some benefits to having a soulbound token, but mostly I hate the idea of having a soulbound token. Um, I think that the idea of permanence... Um, is ripe with so much potential devastation that could happen if the right legislation and the right sort of um, um, sort of maintenance or looking out for what's good for people or what's appropriate or what's just might not be respected. Right. I think it's dangerous. I think it's very dangerous. I don't like it. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah I agree. I also, like a big part of, of crypto is not relying on, on trust, you know, And uh, we had to trust that no one will use that powerful tool, like for bad damage, you know. So, uh, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I totally agree with, with what you're saying. You know, and if you talk to the original, uh, I, I, I agree with you, actually, Rita. Like, I, I agree with you for the most part. I, I think that there are, I think it's a cool idea that has super creepy impl implications, personally. But, like... If you talk to the self-sovereign identity people, you know, before uh, Buterin came out with his little white paper, him and his two friends, um, you know, like the self-sovereign identity people are talking about like, yeah, you know, you want to have tokens or, or uh, uh, credentials that represent your ID. But then they go on to suggest that there could possibly be several IDs. So you have a public ID for investing versus a public ID for NFT collecting. I, I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know how I feel about that concept. So that, that would be not an ID, but a proof of authenticity, a proof of humanity. Like, yeah. not an ID itself. I'm not saying I'm this person. I'm proving that I'm this person, but I'm not saying who, you know? Like, a proof of right. humanity. You feel better <laughs> about that than Soulbound? Uh, yes. I like that idea better too. I mean, there, it's, there's always trade-offs for everything. I like the idea of being able to um, have different curated identities um, where I'm not just the same soul-bound thing. I can try to go to a new domain and sort of not be judged by you know the past or how I am in other domains. Uh, it's freeing in a sense. But I mean, of course, there's drawbacks because, you know, maybe someone should be recognized if they're, you know, a criminal. They shouldn't be in this certain domain. Things shouldn't be unaccounted for. But the prospect 
sounds nice with the right kind of balance in place, you know, a balance of soul bounding maybe. Yeah. I, I worry a little bit about, um, I mean, you know, what do we do about the fact that there isn't a single piece of technology that human beings won't abuse in every possible way as soon as they get their hands on it? So, like, if I'm if I'm able to hide behind these credentials, don't we create a whole raft of problems? Uh, you know, hitherto, uh, well, we've run into them with the, with Web two too, but this might be a little bit deeper if it's harder to crack. Like, how do you how do you prepare against bad actors in those situations? No, no, we we have like no no tools. Like that's been demonstrating in the last two years, right? Like, sure. When when they want to to you know, sorry for the expression, you know, to write in your face, they will. <laughs> I think that the Uncle Ben of Spider-Man, the, the quote applies here, with a great power comes a great responsibility. So sovereign tokens are not uh, a good idea even for like uh, signal criminals or another database. It always corrupts. We are uh, <laughs> corrupt humans in every form, so it's not a good idea. And they already they are already being used. There's about four hundred thousand of them being used. Uh, BAB tokens by Binance account holders. So th they they got out there within a month of the white paper to drop those things. It'll be interesting to see how that works out for them. Are those identity yeah. cards? Identity NFTs? Um. Well. I mean, I don't know. I was trying to think about philosophically what they work out to be. No, they sound like they're more consistent with soulbound tokens because they are uh, they're they're tied directly to you, your identity, your KYC, AML coming from your so, account. So this would relate. This would relate, for example, for voting in blockchain. Yes, yes, they're using it as part of a voting mechanism. Okay. Awesome. Although I don't think they've used it for that yet, but they're going to. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I, sounds I believe like a that token. sounds like one of those. Yeah, it's funny because like um, our our technology advanced several steps, and the political uh, organization remains like several steps before. You know, like before we had no way to interact ourselves, so that's why we have like that that indirect uh, democracy. And uh, like now we have all the all the necessary tools to interact ourselves and to make like much better decisions that to get represented like much more, and that was not impl not implemented in politics yet, and now we get a new tool with blockchain. So till blockchain will be like introduced in politics, first we have to introduce like several other technologies before. Uh huh. I think there's a quote by Einstein. There was something. I think it was Einstein, or else I'm butchering it. That was something to the effect of, uh, "It's a shame that technology advances so much quicker than 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 society." Boom. <laughs> he said it. I, I think it was Einstein. Yeah. Especially regarding laws. 
especially that I feel like. I mean, I feel so like we have some guys. we have some like horse and carriage laws still applying in this computer ecosystem right now. Today, we still haven't sure. gone so many dimensions. Kind of sure. scary. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I have to to leave. Uh, I have to teach a class okay. right now. So, oh, nice. See you in a nice place. Yeah, DeFi. Today is cool. into into to the full edition mode cool so, thanks, thanks for yeah. thanks for joining to remind no, us for everyone look it's part of final flakes a, a team of, of super crypto enthusiasts that teach and expand the, the 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 consciousness around crypto you know super well-intended people thanks uh-huh. for joining Luke. thanks for that thanks uh, I, i'm going to to leave now but uh, i'm grateful for the time i'm sorry if, if i make, uh, did a mistake on, on speaking in english is not my natural language but uh, i'm trying to do my best so... we appreciate the effort Luke. Thank, thank you for joining. <laughs> thanks good hey, bye Justin, yeah. i think maybe we can call today for a bit or you want to yeah. speak about something else Now, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Just let's just let everybody know we're going to be jumping on at least once a week, maybe a couple of times a week, maybe every day, depending on the level of reaction, to talk about kind of what the team is focusing on at Benzinga and what we're going to bring to you at the show. Um, if you are interested in the uh, in, in purchasing a ticket right now, they're still under $100. Write me and I'll and I'll get you a 10% discount if you write me after DM me after the show. We totally want people to attend. We want your involvement. We love you. We thank you very much for your support and keep looking out for us uh, to tune in. We'd love to do more of these spaces. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you very much, people. See you yeah. soon. Thanks for having me. Appreciate this. Thanks, Rito. But- Thanks, Jero. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Alyssa. Thanks, Luke. Thank you. Bye. Peace, everyone.